This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by GoGo. Introducing SmartShield, GoGo's exclusive customer membership program that protects your best in-class, in-flight Wi-Fi system. GoGo's SmartShield membership provides greater cost control, exclusive discounts, and peace of mind with equipment protection. Plus, you can still take advantage of savings of up to $35,000 on your GoGo Advance install. Get technology that adapts as you do, and when you order by December 31st, 2021, you'll have until December 31st next year to install and save. Visit gogo.to slash aopa-podcast to learn more. That's gogo.to slash aopa-podcast. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, an SR-20 and a wobbly iPad mount prove not to be mutually beneficial. Ride along, but maybe leave your iPad at home for Out of Focus by Juan B. Plaza. In 2006, two years after earning my private pilot certificate, I bought a Cirrus SR-20. Following 10 arduous hours of training in the sleek aircraft, I soloed it for the first time a week after the purchase. It was a 2001 model and had the initial configuration of steam gauges on the left side of the panel and an Avidyne multifunction display on the right, which made the transition from traditional instruments to glass rather easy. Another feature of the Cirrus that I enjoyed was the electric trim conveniently located at the top of both pilot and co-pilot joysticks. Little did I know that this great feature would almost cause a freak accident years later. In 2008, a friend of mine, a private pilot who had always flown a high-wing Cessna, asked me for a ride in my composite aircraft with modern avionics. He was thinking about purchasing a similar model and making the switch to a glass cockpit. I happily agreed. The aircraft was parked on the ramp of the Boca Raton airport, and when my friend arrived at 8.30 a.m., it was already hot and humid, a typical day in August in South Florida. I wanted to make the flight early in the morning to avoid the inevitable afternoon thunderstorms. My friend brought his iPad loaded with foreflight and a suction cup mount to place it on his side of the windshield. He asked me if that was okay, and I said yes. The location of his iPad on the windshield allowed me to have a complete view of the front over the nose of the aircraft and only obscured a small portion of the horizon to my right. 
The temporary setup looked solid, so I did not think about it again. We took off from runway 5 and immediately requested a VFR to the northwest with a heading of 330 degrees and an altitude of 4,500 feet, which we comfortably reached in a few minutes. The flight was uneventful, and we spent some time over the Everglades National Park testing the capabilities of the SR-20 through steep turns and slow flight. I gave my friend control of the aircraft for some time so he could compare the performance with his airplane. He relied a lot on the iPad and repeatedly had to adjust the height of the device over the joystick because it kept lowering because of a lack of grip on the main tightening clamp. I warned him that he was spending too much time tinkering with his electronic gadget and not paying attention to the aircraft. In two occasions, he was close to a stall, and I had to constantly remind him to fly the aircraft. After an hour, I called Boca Tower and notified we were returning to the field from the northwest and were told to fly straight into the left base for runway 5. I began my slow descent as I explained to my friend the correct configuration for landing. The Cirrus has little drag, and therefore it tends to float over the runway if it is not configured correctly, and the landing speed is too fast. As we reached the beginning of left base, 900 feet AGL, I configured the aircraft with 10 degrees of flaps and lights on while preparing my turn to final, continuing my descent. It was then that we were hit with strong turbulence from the midday heat emanating up from the ground. We both smiled, having experienced the same phenomenon hundreds of times before, and thankful for having no passengers on board. I pushed the joystick gently to the left, and the Cirrus began a gentle turn to intercept the heading of 050 degrees of the runway. As soon as we were aligned, I pressed the joystick to the right, and nothing happened. The aircraft kept turning left as we descended, and there was nothing I could do. I turned to my friend and yelled, help me with the joystick. But when I looked in his direction, I noticed that one of the suction cups holding the iPad had separated from the windshield, and the large electronic device was resting on the right joystick. Not only was the iPad pressing the electric trim, but it was also preventing me from moving the controls to the right. It was firmly anchored between the trim button and the window. I shouted again, it's the iPad. He looked puzzled, but promptly removed the gadget with both hands, and I regained control of the aircraft. At this point, we were barely two miles from the runway and at 350 feet. So I stabilized the approach, climbed 50 feet, and saw two reds and two whites of the Pappy, adding full flaps and landing without further issues. As soon as we exited the runway, we were cleared to the ramp where I turned off the engine and had our debrief. I told him about the time he spent on the iPad and the need to focus on flying the aircraft. And then we talked about the temporary setup for his iPad. We both agreed it was not a great location for the device. This incident taught me a valuable lesson. Never allow a passenger to install anything, even if it is temporary, in my cockpit and demand fellow pilots on my airplane focus on flying the aircraft.
The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out the AOPA mobile app, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.